I am back. I wanted to uh, thank you for being patient and putting up with my friends that I had preach here in my stead. Uh, I heard nothing but great things about them uh, and just kind of having you hear some different voices of people who are in my life and uh, are able to encourage me and so thank you very much. Before I, I get started with the sermon, I did have some people I wanted to thank. Uh, first of all, you guys, as I mentioned in my uh, every video that I was in, um, I don't know if you noticed, I was wearing the same shirt every time, um, and my arm stayed on the couch the whole time. Uh, that's because I did all those videos in 25 minutes. Um, and so thank you for putting up with those, but um, it was a great, great time away. I, can't, I don't have time this morning to go into everything. Uh, you'll, over the weeks, as we get into this series that I'm about uh, to preach on, begin, uh, you'll be hearing more and, and more things. But I wanted to thank our board, uh, first of all. If you're on the board, would you stand up, please? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, they really stepped up while I was gone, making sure that you guys were cared for and making sure that there was, uh, you were getting all the information you needed. And uh, secondly, the staff, uh, Cece and uh, Christ, uh, Kristen's over there. Uh, Cece, would you stand up, please? I know. Sorry. Awesome. And finally, um, Jonathan. Where's Jonathan? Is he setting up? Oh, there he is. He's in the back. Jonathan killed it while I was gone. We're going to have a, uh, a formal thank you for Jonathan, but uh, I w had an awesome time. I had some certain goals that I wanted to uh, get to uh, in being gone. And one was I wanted to reconnect with my Heavenly Father as a sheep and not a shepherd. And uh, one of the ways that I did that was in uh, my daily quiet time, oftentimes I read the Bible through the perspective of Living Spring. Is, what, what, is this going to be good for Living Spring? How does this, uh, you know, uh, how does this um, apply to Living Spring? And I wanted to get back to where it's, how does it apply between me and my Heavenly Father? And that was one of my big goals of reading the Bible like I used to read it before I was a pastor. Like someone just being able to go, man, Lord, what do you have for me today? And I was able to do that. Very selfish, I understand, but, uh, but I was able to do that. The other thing I wanted to do was disconnect from social media for 12 weeks. And by social media, I mean everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the news, uh, everything. I was basically kind of like off the internet. Now, there were some negatives to that. I, I couldn't hear your wonderful opinions on lots of different things. Uh, so I, I, didn't, I don't know what you believe about all sorts of things, and that's troubling. Um, and then the other thing is I don't know what you guys had for lunch while I was gone. So uh, you can just send me those pictures, and I'll, I'll, get, I'll get all caught up. Um, but I, I, wanted to, I wanted to do that. And another, the third thing I wanted to do was learn to trust the Lord again. Um, Living Spring is like one of my children, okay? And I don't want to get into all the sappy stuff, but I think about you all the time, and I think about the property, and I think about the finances, and I think about, um, you know, our impact in the community. I think about your relationship with Jesus and all that kind of stuff. And I, the... the I wasn't really trusting God. And so to be able to go away for 12 weeks and just go, God, they are in your hands. They are your people. That is your property. That is your thing was, was freeing. And so I, I reached that goal too. And I'll tell you how I know. 
Uh, Tuesday was my first day back. Uh, by Wednesday, I'd found my desk. But uh, Tuesday was my first day back. And um, Monday night, I had a dream. And I had a dream that I was standing right here. And, I was, and it was the first week I was back. And I had my Bible open like this. And uh, I was getting ready to preach. And there were 25 people in the, in, the, in the thing. It was just like there was hardly anyone here. And 15 of them were new. Okay, so like 10 of you came back, right? And then we had these 15 new people. When I looked at the Bible, it had the Bible on this side and medical terms on this side. It's a dream, okay? It's not like, you know, there's all sorts of stuff floating around in here. Who knows what's going to happen? So I'm like panicking because I'm like, I don't, I don't know what my sermon's supposed to be. So I just start reading the Bible and then reading these medical terms and then going because I was trying to stall to figure out what, what I was doing. I said, let me just read that again, you know. And so I, I read, it, read it again. So here's how I know the Lord. The first thought of my mind was, oh, what are you going to do? We just start from here, right? That would never be in my dream ever. And so uh, I, I knew that the Lord had done a great work in my heart. And I'll, I'll share some more things uh, during the coming weeks of what the Lord showed me and taught me. And uh, I, I, when I first started sabbatical, I went to, uh, Lisa bought me a ticket to Guatemala as like a sabbatical uh, present. It was a round trip ticket, okay? So just in case you're <laughs> thinking, wow, things must have been harsh. She sends him to Guatemala, right? Uh, but I, I spent five days there by myself with the Lord, completely disconnected. I walked about 14 miles a day around the city of Antigua and up a volcano and all this. And I was just with the Lord and uh, just had some wonderful time. So, uh, and I did some other traveling and stuff and rested a lot. So we'll, we'll get into it all in the coming weeks. But um, one of the things I did right before sabbatical is I joined uh, my wife's gym. Now, um, we've been married for 28 years now, and uh, I never in my wildest dreams would think that I would work out with my wife. When I go to the gym, I have my headphones on, I'm playing worship music um, (laughs) as I... (laughs) as I work out, because it's very inspiring, and, um, and it's just like, I don't want anyone to, I just want to be left alone, well, Lisa's going to this gym, and so before sabbatical, I, I, I signed up to just try a free month, and the thing about their gym that's different than my gym is that there's a, like a trainer there, and the trainer leads the class, and the trainer's, um, his name is uh, Hitler, that's it, <laughs> And what you do is you walk into the gym, and up on the board is your workout. And so I walk in the gym like this, because I don't want to see it, and then I'll finally get the courage, and I'll look at it, and every day, every time I work out, it's the same. Oh, man. And so before sabbatical, I I was going maybe once a week, or I just hated it. I didn't want to go, and so I decided when I was on sabbatical, one of the things I wanted to do is get into a good routine of working out three times a week with Hitler. And, uh, and, and so you're in this, you're in this class and, uh, it's, it's just hard. It is just hard. And nobody says you poor thing. Like, like, even if you make a joke, like, I don't know why I'd make a joke, but, uh, even if you make a joke about something being hard, it's just like, 
well, yeah, whatever, okay? Because we all have this idea of what we're supposed to look like, what healthy looks like, okay? And so everyone, there are all sorts of different walks of life and everything. I started thinking to myself, if I can, if I can do this, and this is really hard for my physical health, what if when I get back from sabbatical, I push us a little harder than normal for our spiritual health? You're like, we want the speakers back, right? No. <laughs> like, what if we started to look at things and in in, 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 in maybe amp it up a notch? And so I have some pictures of what health looks like. Um, here's this girl. I don't know who she is. And uh, she looks healthy. I mean, I think we'd all agree that, that that's a healthy woman. Um, but you have no idea if she's healthy or not. Like, she might be a hoarder, okay? She might... She might walk around like that. Like, you know, she's just kind of got a weird mental disorder or whatever. Like, you have, you have no idea. You don't know anything about her. You just look and say, that's healthy. Here's, here's for, just to be equal, there's a dude. All right. Um, he looks healthy. But you don't know if he's stalking someone right now, right? <laughs> I mean, that's creepy, actually. He might be creepy. He might live in his grandparents' basement, for all we know. Never had a job. Just works out all the time. Like, we, 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 we don't know. The thing is, the question isn't, like, how do we become healthy? The question is, how do you become the healthiest you can be as God has designed you? Because the way with social media and all the different input we have, we tend to pick and choose all these different things. I want their marriage. I want their house. I want um, their kids. Well, not all of them, just that one and uh, that other kid over here. And, I want, and, and we come up with this, with this picture of health that we can't become because God has not designed us that way. I'll make you a bet that in this room, uh, you can work out all you want. You can train. You can be dedicated. You can just take your whole life and dedicate it to running, and you will never, ever beat that dude, Usain Bolt, <laughs> ever. Kids, if you're in here and you have a dream of being the fastest person on earth, you can't, okay? <laughs> I just want you. Your parents are going to tell you you can. You cannot, okay? There's a certain body, there's a certain DNA, there's a certain way that God has designed Usain Bolt. And we're just not designed that way. We're just not built that way. You might be fast, you might be the fastest person in your school, you might be the fastest person on your block, but you will not ever, ever, ever beat Usain Bolt because God has not designed you that way. What we're trying to figure out in this series is how do you become the healthiest you? the way God has created you. Now, I know that sounds like an infomercial or like a psychobabble, but um, it's, it's the truth. God has shaped you a certain way, with certain giftings, with certain strengths. So it comes down to being the healthiest you you can be. You know, so let me give you a little thing on this picture. Um, I was in my office, and I'm like, I'm going to try that. Because I'm all by myself, right? And I'm off sabbatical, so I'm a little crazy. Uh, I, I couldn't do it, so I don't know. So she's, she's, I'm just going to be the healthiest me I can be. And so I wanted to start off with this series called Sweat Equity. And what we're going to do is we're going to, uh, during this series, I'm going to push you a little bit more than maybe you want to be pushed. 
I might make you a little uncomfortable, more uncomfortable than you'd like to be. I might poke you in the ribs a little bit. Um, I might ask you some questions that uh, when you hear them might be a little disturbing and like, wow, but what I'm, what I'm going to ask you to do is stick with it for six weeks. Do I sound like a personal trainer, right? <laughs> stick with it for six weeks. Stay through the whole series and see what God begins to do. Because here's the thing, if training and working out and all that has these outward results of health, imagine what focusing, truly focusing on what Lord, the Lord desires for your life would look like. As a matter of fact, um, uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul, who was a sports fan, um, huge Tom Brady fan, uh, uh, he wrote this letter to his protege, uh, or prodigy, protege, to the person he was helping out, Timothy. And here's what he says. For physical training is of some value, but godliness, godliness, godliness has value for all things. In other words, the closer you can get to your Savior, Jesus Christ, and the closer your life can get to looking like his life, it is profitable for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So this morning, um, it's going to be a, 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 a little shorter. I'll share some, uh, some other sabbatical things. Um, but what, all I want to do this morning is go over the series verse. The series verse is Ephesians 2.10. And uh, we're going to take it chunk by chunk so that we can really see what God's vision is for us. Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. Uh, this church is, um, uh, this was a place where they tried to stone Paul. They had uh, idol makers that uh, kind of a, idol-making union that rose up against Paul because he was hurting their idol business because people started to follow uh, Jesus. And so um, there's this famous goddess there. And Timothy has this church in Ephesus. And so Paul writes a letter to the church in Ephesus to kind of um, share the vision for what he has for them. And the vi vision for them is phenomenal. Uh, one of the books I read while I was on sabbatical was the book of Ephesians. And I started asking the Lord, do I have this vision for Living Spring? Do I have this vision for, for the people of God that are entrusted into my care? Or do I, do I let them off the hook sometimes? And so I began to wrestle with that and began to go to the Lord. And you said, you're probably thinking, but you said you read the Bible for you and now you're talking about Living Spring again. Okay, I wasn't perfect at it, all right? I did my best. And, uh, and so I, I began to wrestle with that and uh, and so Ephesians 2.10 was like the, the one I just kept coming back to, back to, back to. And Paul's writing to that church. And here's what he says. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in him. Now, I want to kind of take this section by section so you can see what God's vision is. The first thing I want us to notice is that we are his. We are his. Now, in American culture, it is very difficult to wrap our heads around this because we, uh, our whole um, 
country was founded on life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Like, we have these inalienable rights. We, uh, we're number one. I, you know, I, I, I get, get whatever you can. Do what's right for you. All these things are like mine, mine, mine. What, what's the Yelp score I'm going to give for this thing? And well, how am I being served? And uh, w- this is unfair, and this is not unfair, and all this. And we forget that we are his. He owns us. God owns you. <laughs> you say, well, wow, I don't, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, I want to be myself. I want to be my, I want to do what I want to do. But just like that trainer does for me when I go there, every day the Lord writes on the wall, this is your workout for the day. And we desperately want to erase it and go, oh, I don't really like burpees. I don't know if you know what a burpee is, but... <laughs> They're, they're horrible. They were invented um, to get information out of prisoners, I think. Uh, but, uh, and so it, 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 we want to cross that. Oh, that one's too hard. I'll do this one, I guess, but I don't want. And God says, no, 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 you are mine. I'll decide what you go through and what you don't go through. I'll decide what you can handle and what you can't handle. We'll have a whole week just on that of what we actually can handle. And so we are his. Now, that's scary on the one hand because we have to give up our will. Like Jesus, Jesus said it this way. Jesus was so hardcore. He said, unless you're willing to lay down your life and follow me, I, it, it's not going to do you any good. You've got to be willing to go all out that God, I am yours. And what Paul is telling the church of Ephesus is you are his. But here's the really great part. We belong not just to God, but to a loving God. And so it goes on, as you can see. Oh, oh, yeah, I wanted to read this uh, 1 Corinthians. I'm totally off my game right now. Uh, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. And this means that every decision we make, what we do with our time, what we do with our bodies, what we do with our money, these are decisions that the Lord wants to have input on. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So he says, we are his. The very next word, we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. This Greek word workmanship is really like fabric. And so I, uh, I got some of these fabrics at, uh, I was at, if you saw me at Joanne's last night, um, it's because I started quilting on sabbatical. It's a very, it's very therapeutic. Um, but these are all different kinds of fabrics. And um, if you, uh, by the way, if you do quilt or you're into fabrics, uh, feel free to take any of these after the service. So Either the one you want, and you guys can fight over it. It's uh, $75 a, a thing. No, I'm just kidding. But all these different fabrics are, are, are unique. This one's soft and silky. Wow, maybe I'll keep this one. I like that. Okay, so maybe you could use it as a scarf or something like that. Uh, this is like pleather, so you'd make one of my couches out of it. Um, but all, all these different things. This one's like a little f- f- fluffy thing, but God... The way God has created each one of us, he, he, we are his workmanship. He wove you. The Bible says that you were woven together in your mother's womb. Isn't that a beautiful picture of God knowing who you are? 
You are his workmanship. He made you. God made you. This loving God, and you are his. And so you might look up here and say, I'm, I'm mostly like this piece of fabric or that piece of fabric. Or you might have your favorite piece of fabric. And God says, it doesn't matter. I love them all. I use them all. You are his workmanship. The Bible says that he can count every, he knows every hair on your head. I'm making it easy for him. But <laughs> he, he knows that. He knows every hair on your head. He knows your days. He knows that your days are numbered. And he knows your, when your last day will be. So of all the people you want input from is the one who knows you the best and loves you the most. And that is our Heavenly Father. You are his workmanship. Now for some, you might be thinking, man, if you knew my life, uh, that fabric has a lot of stains on it. (laughs) Or it's ripped or it's been used as a rag or whatever. He doesn't care. He wants you exactly how you are. He knows that already. He knows your flaws. He made you. He made you exactly how you are. And so what he wants to do is get the most for you, not the most from you. You are his. We are his workmanship. This next uh, phrase is really cool. Created in Christ Jesus. The lens by which God looks at us is through Christ Jesus. His death, his burial, and his resurrection. That, that, that God looks at us and says, do you know my son? And that's what he wants for you the most, is a relationship with him that happens through Christ Jesus. So it's not this, that you're created, that's good, and that you're his workmanship, that's good, but he has something more for you. He, has, he wants you to become more like his son, Christ. And we'll talk a week in this series about how awesome a trainer Jesus really is and, uh, and how much he loves you. But you're not just created. You're not just a, um, um, just a mass, you know, that just is born and dies and you get a headstone and uh, hopefully you make it to heaven and all that. No, 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 no. You're his workmanship in Christ Jesus. That he desperately wants you to get closer and closer and closer to him. Now, here's, here's the kicker. It takes hard work. <laughs> it takes hard work to change. It takes hard work to change your worldview and your perspective. If you are uh, for you, if that's what you're used to, you're kind of uh, selfish and you kind of do things your way and you're, you're not really thinking of others and you're not really thinking about, uh, you know, what God, it's going to be, it's going to be hard work. But it's going to be so, so worth it. Godliness is profitable for all things, not just in this world, but also in the world to come. And so this, this lens by which we're viewed and the, the perspective we have is all from this perspective. I am created in Christ Jesus. And so when I wake up in the morning, my question is not, well, what can I do today to f- be fulfilled? My question is, Lord Jesus, what would you have me do? What would you have me buy? How would you have me spend my time? What do you want me watching? What do you want me listening to? What do you want me doing? Who do you want me serving? My, my body, my will, my life is not my own. I'm his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Well, it goes on for good works. For good works. God has some things for us, some things to do. And these, this is what I love. This, I, this Greek word, 
work means er, is ergo. It's where we get our word ergonomics. It means he's got things for you that are designed for you. And so when you think of, 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 of good works, um, they'll most likely be right within your circle of influence. So your good work might be just turning off the television and talking to your spouse. It might be just saying hi to your neighbor. It might be inviting someone over for dinner. Oftentimes, I'll find a lot of my good works that are just to be silent. <laughs> like, just to be quiet. Like, like, literally, I will hear God say, stop, quiet. I'm like, yes, but this is a zinger, and it's really good, and if I say it, they'll change their mind. Quiet. That's your good work. Just zip it. Put it in, you know, drop the, drop the key. You're done. Quiet. Your good work is going to be for you, and you're designed for that. You were created in Christ Jesus for good works. And here's another thing that he says which God prepared beforehand. So God has this, and I'm hoping you can get this imagery uh, the entire entire, uh, series. God has every morning for you a workout, (laughs) a routine posted on your door. You can't see it, but imagine if when we get into these situations in our lives, we we get to work, and the boss is, for some reason, she's in a bad mood, or he's in a bad mood, and, and, and you're just like, oh, here we go again. And we thought in the terms of, okay, all right, Jesus has me doing boss burpees. Okay, all right, I, if I can get through 10 of them, then I'll, I'll be done, and I just have to. And we start thinking about, God has prepared these things beforehand for us, that they become challenges, that they don't defeat us. In fact, as we move forward, we defeat them with the help of Jesus, that we were, that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. This means, this week, maybe you're not in the best spiritual shape, okay, that you need to be in, and you know it, and you know I gotta start doing some things to get in better spiritual shape. And you get into an exercise that God has prepared beforehand for you to get into. Maybe it's a lot of traffic. Maybe it's an argument with a loved one or what have you. That you can say, okay, Lord, you know this. This is ergonomically correct for me. I can do this. It's within my ability with your help. Wouldn't that be exciting? That our circumstances wouldn't have to change for us to find meaning and purpose in Christ. It's awesome. Because here's the ultimate goal that we would walk in them so that we would walk in them. This means that these good works are not going away. They will never be all worked out. Yeah, it's on. The air is on, but it feels hot in here for some reason. Does it feel hot in here? Yeah, that's because you guys are hot. Isn't that neat? (laughs) A good-looking bunch out there. Um, But uh, that you would walk in them. That, that, That in fact... They wouldn't stop, that you wouldn't get to a place where you've arrived, that you would, that, that, that there's ways that you would could continue to go, man, this is, I can handle this stuff. The stuff I couldn't handle a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, I can now walk in these things knowing that I have a heavenly father and I am his and I am created in Christ Jesus to do these good works. I can do them. I can make it. 
I can be patient. I can forgive. Some of us have not been able, there's people in our lives, I think one of the speakers talked about forgiveness. Um, it, it was funny, I, as I re-entered the atmosphere, um, I was having these little conversations, like, like stealth conversations, because I, I was still two weeks before I was back, so technically I was still on sabbatical, but I started getting really antsy because I really wanted to come back, and so I started doing things like, uh, uh, like just checking stuff online and seeing what Living Springs up to, and uh, I installed the video cameras. Uh, no, I'm, there's no video cameras in here. Um, and so I started hearing about the different speakers because I didn't watch any of them. I, I watched one. I watched Chris Adams, the guy who, who sang. Uh, when, wasn't he awesome? Yeah, that was a good one. And, and it was fun to hear, like, the, the different reactions to different people. And, and um, I think Kelly spoke on forgiveness. I'm not sure. But uh, somebody said to me, um, yeah, it was really great. I, I, for each speaker, I found out something I wasn't good at, <laughs> right? Because they talk about e- each thing. I'm like, excellent. That's what I wanted. Shame and anxiety uh, uh, while I'm gone. No, but ima- imagine if you couldn't forgive this person. Right? And you've been struggling, struggling, struggling. And all of a sudden, six months down the road, you, you can forgive them. These, this is walking in the good works that God has prepared for you in advance. That you would walk in them. And so my prayer, my hope, my uh, uh, really, really I'm just asking you. Can you hang with me for six weeks? And can you handle <laughs> some of the things we're going to be talking about? Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll find out together. One of the beautiful things I love about the church of Jesus Christ is that the church can handle this kind of stuff. If you're at work and somebody says kind of a difficult statement to you, uh, that's hard. But in the church, we, we have the Holy Spirit. We've got the Lord unifying us. And so uh, it'll be fun. Are you nervous? Wow, everyone's just like, I'm not saying anything. That is scary. So here's what we're going to do. I want us to read this together because my other hope is that in the next couple weeks we'll have this memorized um, and that you would write it down. Maybe you want to take a picture of it while it's up there. Ephesians 2.10. And so uh, let's see if we can't memorize it together uh, right now. So just repeat after me. We are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Let's try that one again. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand. Which God prepared beforehand. So that we would walk in them. Okay, so we're going to do it all together, the whole verse. Ready? For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. It's got four little sections. And so uh, that's your homework for the week is that you would, uh, this is the New American Standard Version. If you want to find it online, you can memorize it in that version or any, any other one. Um, but that's, uh, that's what God has for us. Let me pray for us as Ajua and the worship team come up. 
we use this time, um, this final song and this time to, to just uh, settle down a little bit. Uh, for those who give to Living Spring, this is the time we prepare our offering. This is the time you'd fill out your connection card. And so uh, uh, if we don't have one, uh, we, we ask for one from every, every, every household. And so if we have all your information, just put down your last name uh, because we like to know who's here and who's not so we can follow up with those who aren't. Um, and then, uh, but really, really important is that thing on the bottom that says prayer requests. Uh, we like to get, uh, we pray for every single one of those every single week. And so if there's something you're struggling with, if there's something that, um, you know, you, you just, maybe Florida has been on your heart and you just want a reminder that all gets put together in a prayer report and the board and the staff and some others pray for those things. If it's confidential, you just mark pastor only and Pastor Jonathan and I will be the only ones seeing that. Uh, let me pray for us. Lord God, we are thankful that you've designed us a certain way. And you have an idea of he what healthy is for us. That's different than the person sitting next to us. It's different from the person down the street. That we are yours. And that you have things. You cared enough for us to create things for us to do in your kingdom. Even before we know about it. Lord, some of those things are very, very difficult. And so God, I just pray that as we... Uh, enter into this week and um, uh, as we begin to uh, step into your spiritual gym, if you will, um, that we would begin to see the results quickly of what it looks like to have a life that is fully surrendered to you. And so we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.